0: The Church of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle welcomes you to this edition of Shear Jeshub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be concluding his sermon in the Heavenly Authority series on the One Body of Christ. And when we left off, Pastor was discussing Paul's directions in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. <laughs> He baptized the first few, and then he had others do the baptism lest people get confused and place him as the important leader, as the one they come up and bow down to and worship and give their allegiance to. He's telling them, give your allegiance to Christ Jesus and him only. Not by Paul's authority, not Paul's salvation, it's Jesus' salvation and his forgiveness of sins. Verse 17, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. He was called to preach, and not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Too many times a denomination or a group of individuals or even small assemblies will go off after the doctrinal writings of some leader or leadership almost as a replacement for the scriptures and the simple message of salvation is obscured by that which is wrongly perceived as being deeper or more sophisticated i've read the writings of so-and-so well maybe that's good but they don't replace the bible and too many times I am of so-and-so replaces I am of Christ because people get caught up in that person's ideas, and many of those ideas can be good if they agree with the Scriptures. They can be good teachers, but they don't supplant the Bible, and that person does not supplant Christ. Over and over I've discussed the importance of sound teaching in the church and the need for sound teaching in the church but you don't replace the scriptures with the teachings of any one human being or denomination or group. What happens then is if that group is right 90% of the time, if that teacher is right 90% of the time, but they're off on 10%, if you read the Bible, you'll find that out, and you'll appreciate the work they've done, you won't belittle them, but you won't go off on that error, that 10% error. But if you say, I'm a such-and-such, I was born a such-and-such, that's our denomination, that's what we believe in my family, that's it, then you never can be corrected if there's any way those people have gone off in the past. There's no self-correction mechanism. The Holy Spirit can't work through you because you've closed your ears to the Bible and you've supplanted the teachings of God. And you've said, I am of, and fill in the blank, over I am of Christ. Verse 17, he says, not with wisdom of words. And you think of the scribes and the Pharisees. You think of Paul himself before he saved, right, on the road to Damascus to persecute the Christians. Too many times you have universities, spectacular institutions that have grown up in this nation and in Europe founded on the origins of Christianity, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they became so trapped into worldly wisdom that those institutions today look down upon the Bible, they make fun of the salvation by the shed blood of Jesus, they've taken over the wisdom of the world, and they've forgotten the simplicity of the Bible, the gospel that saves them. Verse 18, For the message of the cross is foolishness, To those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. All that learning, all that knowledge, all those libraries, people studying and studying and never knowing Christ, Thinking what we believe is foolishness, ridiculing born-again believers for believing the Bible is totally true, for believing that you only get to heaven through Jesus Christ. Ultimately, they will perish in all that knowledge. And God says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Unfortunately, what happens in the universities has also happened in some denominations, in some churches where they love wisdom so much, they love the praise of men so much that they've put down the gospel of Jesus Christ to seem wise, to seem mature, to seem edified to the people. They've rejected the very Lord who saved them. And they say, I am of something else, not I am of Christ. Paul goes on to say in verse 20, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? All these debaters. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God the world, through wisdom, did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block, and to Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. All the wise and learned, the scribes, for the most part, they didn't see Jesus. Today, many times in universities where the Scriptures are read as literature, and they study all these extraneous things, they do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. And the power, the foolishness of God, when, when you're ridiculed for being a born-again Christian, and you are made fun at because you have such strong beliefs and you know that Jesus Christ is real, and you're told, well, you have a very simplistic way of looking at things, and you're made to feel foolish, understand the foolishness of God is greater, more powerful than the wisdom of men because you will spend eternity with God Almighty. And if they keep going the way they're going, if they don't wake up and get true wisdom from God, they will spend eternity apart from God Almighty. God shames the wisdom of men. He shames the institutions of men, even to the Sanhedrins and the Pharisees and the scribes, even to some Christians that think they're in a great place and know not Jesus Christ because they come from a great institutional lineage. God shames them by the foolishness, by taking simple people who love him and proclaiming the gospel of salvation through them. Verse 26, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are the spies God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That what? No flesh should glory in his presence. No flesh should glory in his presence. When the Pharisees and the Sadducees came out and said, we're children of Abraham, and they came out to John's baptism thinking there was something special, John said that God can raise out of those stones children for Abraham. He saw their pride, their arrogance, boasting in who they were. When we say, I am of this one, or I am of that denomination, when we substitute some institution, some other leader for Jesus Christ, we're glorying in the flesh. We're glorying in our position. Paul brings it right around here. He says to them, focus, I didn't save you. I wasn't crucified for you. You were not baptized in my name. So don't say, I am of Paul. And then he shows them what's underneath their attitude. They're really suffering from pride. This is our little group over here. We're of Paul. And then we have that little group over there. Well, they're of Apollos. Or well, that group over there, they're of Cephas. We're better. We're of Paul. And the other one says, no, we're better. We're of Cephas. What are you doing? You're glorying in the flesh. Divisions, really, that come into the body of Christ are based upon pride arrogance, an attitude that somehow we're better, we're going to set up this system, we become the ones and everyone else is on the outside. Rather than trying to truly understand the mind of Jesus Christ, if we have a sincere difference, what does the Lord say? What do the scriptures say? Let's get down on our knees and pray together because you are of Christ and I am of Christ. They're glorifying the flesh and no flesh shall glory in his presence. We're not of Paul, we're not of Peter, we're not of Apollos. It's Jesus Christ, what does he say in verse 30? But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, the wisdom of the ages, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. You are in Christ Jesus. He is our wisdom. He is our righteousness. He is our sanctification. He is our redemption. Period. That ends it. No church can do that for you. No other Christian leader, not even Peter and Paul, can do that for you. They are vessels used by God. If you're going to glory... Let him who glories, let him glory in the Lord. We're not of those individuals. We're not even of our individual groups or our individual leaders. We should thank God for every individual church that truly believes in Jesus Christ. You should thank God for every servant that serves the Lord, that leads and teaches. You should pray for them. You should help them do their work for the Lord, but you do not glory in that individual church. You do not glory in that individual minister, for no flesh shall glory in his presence. Let me just read down, and we'll close down at verse 2. He says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. Not with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Not worldly wisdom. Not of man. Not identified by a man. For I determined not to know anything among you except what? Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the message. That's the gospel. Not of man. Not identified by any particular man, any particular group, but rather by the God-man, the only Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, if someone asks you where you go to church, tell them, bring them. But if someone asks you what you are, really you shouldn't identify yourself by the name of some denomination or group. Rather, you should say, I am a Christian, I am of Christ, I belong to Jesus, and I follow him. Amen. Father, help us to feed on the words of your scriptures to pray in the fellowship of your Spirit, to seek that which you promised us in your Holy Word, the mind of Christ, that we might know all the mysteries we need to know to speak to others, that we may give a uniform testimony, that we may agree in the power of the Holy Spirit and see mighty miracles happen in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Join Pastor Greg on the web For serious Bible study, the address is www.shiarjashub.org.